Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everybody. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Much better day today than we had on Friday. Uh, matter of fact, uh, much better than we had really toward the end of last week as we uh, wrapped up January and uh, not not great shakes, actually. And January is important historically because you're looking at uh, data going back to the early 1950s. As January goes, so tends to go the year, at least that's as it applies to Dow Jones and S&P 500. Here are the actual numbers on that. Uh, again, the Dow and the S&P 500 both finished lower for the month of January, just slightly, though, down 1% and 2%. Our real market leaders, though, were NASDAQ and Russell 2000. They've led our markets higher from the March 23rd coronavirus insanity lows. Both NASDAQ and Russell 2000 have right there, pretty much neck and neck, and they had great Januaries. Uh, Russell 2000 at 5%, NASDAQ up 1.5%. But historically, when the S&P 500 is down in January, it does not bode well for the rest of the year. Uh, January, uh, when January is higher, the market tends to gain 11.9%. But when January is lower, the returns fall to just 1.7%. Now, the real question is, if you're joining us here, you know you probably know what I'm about to say. Does it matter? Do any of these analytics, any of this quant, any of this data uh, that we've been, we use to predict moves with, uh, does any of that even matter? When you've got $20 trillion in fresh global liquidity, both monetary and fiscal liquidity, does it even matter? Does it matter that now that corporate earnings are going to demolish their, their comps for the next two quarters? <clears throat> Again, does it matter? Do any of these negatives that, that might look like market timing negatives, do they matter? And do they matter with interest rates being as low as they are? Again, 10-year just barely above 1%. The answer is probably not. You know, this we see we continue to see this market as a as a as a melt up bull market, uh, and then also you know it, we're lifelong contrarians here. My mentors were contrarians. They taught me the significance of if everybody's bullish, you want to be bearish. If everybody loves a stock, do not own that stock. If everybody hates a stock, take a hard look at it. And certainly, if everybody hates the market, you want to be long that market. That those are just tried and true uh, investor sentiment contrarian viewpoints that work, uh, and they work all the time. They just do. And so we're seeing it again now. You know, the, the, the fear and greed index is one of the sentiment surveys we use, and uh, that's now down to 34, uh, 34, which is fear. Folks, we were just at all-time highs last week, <laughs> and now we have a couple of uh, uh, oopsie doopsie days and the fear and greed index drops all the way down to 34 and people are selling positions. Market timers are going negative. Market timers are going bearish. Wall Street gurus calling for a crash. <laughs> you know, these uh, these perma bears would have more credibility if they hadn't been wrong for over a decade, you know, consistently. So um, anyway, we love them. Uh, they're list builders, not really investors anyway, but but we love them. They're, they're great uh Again, as contrarians, we use all of these things as our tools in our toolbox. Uh, of course, the talk right now in the market has been about short squeezes, about gamma squeezes. We've been writing about this a lot. Uh, I've been talking about it a lot here on the podcast. Did a couple of radio interviews last week, got into that as well. Uh, let me, let me, before we get into that, let's see about the market real quick. Dow Jones today, again, this is a good day. This is a mirror image really of what happened on Friday, which was not a good day. Pretty close, though, today uh, uh, to the plus side. 
Everything was positive today. Dow Jones finishing up 230 points uh, at, back up above 30,000 at 30,211. That was actually our laggard on the day. Our winner was NASDAQ. Uh, what you want to see up a big 2.5%, up 332 points at 13,403. Right behind NASDAQ, Russell 2000, our other leader, again, since, Rus uh, since the March uh, uh, coronavirus insanity lows of last year, Russell 2000, 2.5%. Uh, and finally, also putting in a strong day, S&P 500 up 1.6% at 3,773. Uh, <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Again, the, 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 the story's been these short squeezes, right? What's happening with uh, Wall Street bets, or the, the Reddit, subreddit, and everybody uh, making a fortune or losing a fortune in, in, uh, in GameStop, GameStop stock, not easy to say always. Uh, and, uh, and it's just been a, a massive short squeeze. And, and then the rumor came out that oh, they're, 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 they're going to squeeze silver. And so today, silver got a big bump. And you know, I wouldn't have thought, I really wouldn't have thought that silver was going to move more than a few percentage points. We are playing it, by the way, just because we love silver anyway. We love precious metals, uh, gold and silver physical. And, um, but he, sure enough, here, here goes silver opening up, uh, what, 11% higher this morning. And it held on to most of those, most of those gains. Matter of fact, silver trading at a nine-year high now uh, today and uh, breaking out over 30 there is no resistance now uh, until you get to 43 an ounce in silver. If it breaks that, 50. We do think the move continues. And what we've been noticing here is that retail's back. This is what's really interesting and maybe might come with a multi-year phenomenon with it of, the, of retail investors led by millennials led by millennials. Retail investors are back in this market. They came back for Bitcoin. Bitcoin taught them that, hey, you know what? We can make money in something. You know, after the 08, 09 financial crisis, you know, everybody was skittish for a long time. Bitcoin brought people back, millennials especially, all cryptocurrencies. That brought them back. And, and then they started falling in love with real estate. That's done very well for them. And now they're coming back into the stock market. If they're doing it for short squeezes or for whatever reason they're doing it for, for, for the, the red hot tech stocks, all these reasons, these are all great. And millennials, folks, are the power generation. Millennials are already the most important consumer decision maker we have. Over the next 40 years, they're going to inherit $60 trillion. Millennials are the drivers today, of our biggest economic and investing trends. So we think this has profound implications. And we, we're going to keep paying attention to what they're doing because they're leading, Wall Street's following. That means we have to follow as well. This is how market melt-ups really kick in. And as we wrote today, um, this kind of a liquidity move higher that's happening along with the gamma squeeze, which we've talked about some using out-of-the-money call options that propelled Tesla, you know, uh, up a couple thousand percent. Uh, it's propelled Apple as well. It propelled GameStop. And it's, it probably the next target is AMC and maybe Silver as well. All you have to do is look at some of these deep out-of-the-money calls and you'll be, you'll be floored when you see the open interest 
and the trading volumes and some of these uh, uh, strike prices that are, you know, 100% out of the money. And they're actively traded with a lot of premium. I've never seen anything quite like this. But this, again, this is the kind of thing that can turn it, uh, this market into a melt-up bull market. You just got to remember it works both ways. You know, a gamma squeeze can work uh, with puts or with calls. So, uh, but for now, we don't have to worry about that. For now, this is a bull market. Okay, uh, internals, again, mirror image of what we saw yesterday. Very, very good internals today. Uh, excuse me, Friday. Uh, today we had, uh, what, four to one? Uh, three to one. We'll call it three to one advanced decline, NASDAQ NYSE. Volume much better. Five to one positive volume in NASDAQ, three to one positive in NYSE. Uh, and then uh, new 52 week highs lows came in at 214. Uh, 214 new uh, stocks hitting new 52 week highs to just 18 hitting new 52 week lows. And our sector watch today, also very good looking green screen here, all 11. S&P 500 sectors closed higher on the day, led by consumer discretionary up 2.7%. Again, technology, which you want to see, up 2.5%. And uh, real estate also up 2.2% today. Again, nothing finishing lower today. We want to see follow through tomorrow, folks. That's the key. We don't want to have these days of, uh, you know, uh, of, uh, of uh, ping pong or, or uh, 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 yo-yo days. We don't want to see, you know, one, go, one day up uh, 3%, next day down 3%. What we don't want to see tomorrow more important even than the direction of the market tomorrow, what we want to see, we want to see the internals continue to hold up. We've got leadership now from the semis, again, up 3.8% today, big move higher than the semis, what you want to see. Tech's following, mega cap is leading the way. Tyler's done a lot of work on this, exactly what you want to see. They're getting the groove back again. This has really been the identifying you know, personality traits of this bull market. We saw it everywhere today. And again, we want to see tomorrow some follow-through in the internals. That's the key. We don't want to get back into a pattern with negative internals. Okay, VRA Commodity Watch today. Again, uh, gold, silver. Uh, gold follows silver today. Silver was the story. Short squeeze, we'll see. Uh, that's a lot. That's a $1.5 trillion market to squeeze there. But millennials are leading. Retail's back. Wall Street's following. Anything's possible because, folks, believe it or not, this is not that liquid a market. We have all this liquidity coming in fiscal and monetary stimulus, and the markets are very hyper-focused on megatech, right? All these ETFs are hyper-focused on the top names. But when you drill down a little bit, there's not a whole lot of liquidity. That allows for these squeezes to happen. So uh, we're actually expecting silver to continue to move higher. Uh, silver today up 8%. Of a two dollars sixteen cents an ounce, closing at twenty nine oh eight an ounce. Again, that's a almost a nine year high. Gold today up thirteen dollars an ounce at eighteen sixty three. The chart pattern of silver looks really good, by the way. Uh, today, copper was flat three fifty five a pound. Oil today up a dollar forty six a barrel. Nice move in oil up two point eight percent. Reflation trade is very much alive and well. Oil today at fifty three sixty six a barrel. And finally, we like seeing this as well. Bitcoin. After getting, you know, uh, really hit pretty hard for a couple of what looks like a double bottom, just over 29,000. Now, after Elon Musk added Bitcoin to his uh, profile page on Twitter, uh, Bitcoin, some fresh life here, up $900 right now at 33780 Again, Bitcoin tends to lead the markets in both directions, so we like it a lot more when Bitcoin's going higher. 
Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Uh, join us at uh, any time for full, join us full time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.